I looked back at the suicidal moment and I thought of the voice. And I looked at that moment and thought, wow, that was God telling me to stop. That was God saying, I have something better for you. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, lately, we've been talking about the relation of feeling valued as a person and the thoughts and feelings of suicide. Now, just so you know, some of the things we'll be talking about today are real and raw and maybe too much for some to hear. But I encourage you to bear through this if suicide has affected you somehow. And I believe God is going to touch you in a positive way. Now, some suicidal thoughts can sound really bad, basically like having no purpose, not bringing anything good to this earth, you know, just wanting to end people's lives. It's what they usually think about. And today we're going to learn the roots of where suicide starts. Some wonder, how can someone kill themselves? And like, it doesn't make sense. But all suicides have something in common. It starts with a thought, something called suicidal ideation which are the thoughts and ideas of wanting to kill oneself. Now, in our last show, Blake Ricard described how he started having suicidal ideation as a young boy as early as in seventh grade. He described how he grew up in a fatherless home and it left him always wondering about the other half of himself, who that was. He described a childhood of having difficulty being accepted by others because he felt rejected as a young man. And he described often being bullied and being outcasted. He shared how he found solace in drugs and alcohol as a young boy, and even after using those things, he still felt a huge void in his life. He was describing how he had planned to commit suicide by bleeding himself to death because he felt like he was no longer needed on this earth, that there was no purpose in his life, until an audible voice that he says was God stopped him from doing that. Blake, thanks for joining us again on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Blake, now we're talking about a tough subject today, and I really appreciate that you're willing to reveal some of the thoughts that many people can identify with, but they usually keep it to themselves and they just battle it on their own. So let's go back to that moment. You were planning to kill yourself, and then you heard an audible voice telling you to stop. Now, did you know at this moment that it was the voice of God? I did not, (laughs) but I obviously had to investigate what was going on because I'm like, I know that I'm actually hearing a voice but there's nobody in my house but me. So I had to try and figure out what was going on. And when I realized that there really wasn't anybody around me, I'm like, uh, who are you and why are you talking to me? And where are you coming from? So I began to have what seemed like an intimate conversation. It was really kind of frustrating at first because I didn't understand. It was like everything seemed weird at the moment. The voice was telling me, stop, which is what caught my attention. It was like, okay, wait, why? What? Uh-huh. <laughs> And then when I started to ask questions, I'm like, why should I stop? Like all of my emotions came out. Like if I was to open up to my parents, 
And if they were to catch me doing this and they were to tell me to stop and I was to explain that moment, kind of how this conversation, or at least how my heart was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was telling this voice, why should I stop? Nobody wants me. And it feels like no matter what I do to try and fit in, I don't fit in in any group. I don't know half of who I am because I don't have a father. So what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to tell people? Why am I here? And this voice began to tell me, Something that I really just couldn't believe, it told me, listen, one day you're going to be somebody. What's happening now doesn't matter. You're going to be somebody that's going to change lives, somebody that's going to be encouraging. You will lead a generation. And I was like, "Um, I'm not sure that that's true. I don't know who you think you are, but the way I see it, that's not possible. And this voice continued to encourage me with these sayings. And I, by some type of miracle, ended up setting the knife down. Although I did not necessarily believe it at that moment, Mm. I did think, what else do I have to lose except my own life? And I put the knife down and moved on. Wow. What an encounter. But I understand that it didn't completely change your life. It just saved you from committing suicide for that moment in your life. But you still had a lot of the pain and turmoil. It didn't just go away. I understand as you grew up, there was even more pain and turmoil that made you susceptible to wanting to end it all again. But you now had an understanding that God was real. And I understand that church somehow had a very positive effect on you that did bring the real change into your life. Tell us about that. So when I started high school, there were a bunch of people around me that went to a church that was not even like a mile or so from my house. Like I could walk to this church and they would always tell me about it. And I kind of didn't really think of it. I'm like, yeah, that's a thing. And it's there. And so on and so forth. I have my own life. I'll do that. And I didn't really think much of it. And as far as like knowing of God, I always kind of believed that there was one, but I was never really sure. But then there was this moment when I was going through a breakup and I was really hurting and it was raining. I just got a text from this girl that I was interested in. She asked me if it was okay to date my best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. And that hurt really, really bad. And something in me just looked up and I'm like, God, if you're real, I threw my arms out and I said, God, if you're real, make it rain harder. This is probably crazy for me to ask, but if you are real, let it rain harder. And it did. It started to rain. And I was like, wow, okay, I get it. And then eventually I started to listen to the people that had invited me to church and I went and I experienced something that I had never thought of. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. The feel is different. Everybody's so welcoming. I've never really felt that before. And this is awesome. So I started to go to church and started to get a little closer with people that I kind of seen around school. And I began to learn more. And I discovered one thing that really helped me as far as not feeling alone before I really got to know God was my love for music. I had this gift to rap, which was weird, but I ran with it and people started to stop me and ask me to do it. And people started wanting to be around me because of that. And then that had transitioned into church and then people there were wanting to talk to me. And I really started to surround myself with more positive people through that gift because I started talking about stuff that I had gone through. And that was really how people started to learn more about me. That was a shifting point because people had started hearing from my voice things that I was going through at one point. Even people that treated me the way they did years ago, they're like, wow, 
we contributed to that or we never knew that about you. And that really changed everything because people started coming around me and I was able to really get closer. And then once I started going to church, it was a whole nother world because people were more welcoming than ever before. I know that feeling. I remember the first time I went to church and it was so warm and accepting. The people really drew me in and I just loved it. I understand that you really got the acceptance you needed in life, not through the people at church, but you eventually received Jesus as your savior. And I understand that that was a moment that impacted the real change in your life. Tell us about that. Man, uh, when I realized that, everything was so different. And when I accepted Jesus to my heart for the first time, I realized there's something else out there that I should really be chasing. And as I started to chase it, I began to learn more and more and more and more. And one thing, actually, another girl that I was interested in, her family was super into the church and actually attends the church that I attend now. I was hanging out with her grandmother one day. She would always like give me little nuggets of wisdom. And she told me one day that God, he was the father to the fatherless. And I said, wait, can you say that again? And I had to have her say that like three different times before that processed in my heart. Mm. And I said, wow, that's such a powerful thing. And I said, that resonates with me because... I never knew mine and nobody knows mine. So at that moment is when it clicked in my head and I looked at all of my moments in the past, everything that I had gone through, every second of my life and turmoil. But the most important part of that was when I looked back at the suicidal moment and I thought of the voice and I looked at that moment and thought, wow, that was God telling me to stop. That was God saying, I have something better for you. And I'm I'm tearing up thinking about it, but I remember feeling like I had a dad for the first time. (laughs) I remember being welcomed as a son. It was crazy. Oh, that is powerful. Tell us, Blake, what would you say to someone right now who has thought about suicide or even tried to commit it? Never give up. You're never alone. It may seem like you are, but there's always somebody there, whether you realize it or not. And oftentimes you just have to really, really search for it. But the moment you find it, it is the most liberating thing you'll ever feel. So don't ever, ever give up on yourself. Don't ever give up on life and realize that you are not alone. There is somebody who loves you greater than anybody else could. And there are people there for you that are willing to pick you up when you fall. Blake, that is powerful. Never give up. Find God. He will be the one who will change your future and reveal who you truly are. Thanks so much for sharing. It was impactful to have you on our show. Don't go anywhere. I've got some deep thoughts to share with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. 
but we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this is amazing how Blake had an encounter with God and he knew not to take his life. There was such a spiritual battle over his life. I mean, do these battles exist for others? Yes, they do. You see, there's an enemy out there. His name is Lucifer. And he has a huge lie that he has used. And the lie is that we don't have any purpose, that we're useless, that there's no reason to live on this earth. Have you ever thought these thoughts? Well, know that they are not your thoughts. They're thoughts from the evil one, Lucifer. See, you do have a purpose and God does have a plan for your life. I'm sure of it. Listen to this ancient scripture that reveals the heart and thoughts of God towards you. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it is written, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. See, God is thinking good things for you, my friend, not bad. Where are you at with this? Have you unlocked the potential and the true purpose that God has put inside of you? Have you done that? Lord God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, I've never received this. I've never received my true purpose or true understanding of that. Lord Jesus, we receive, first of all, that promise that you have that purpose for us. And then we surrender our lives so that you can mold our lives to get in line with what you want for our lives. And thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for our sins so that we can come to you. So we receive that right now in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.